Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody, welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Uh, no phone number anymore, no emails, because we are live taking your calls. But you need to follow at YMH Blueband Nadav to, when well, he'll sort of tweet out when it's time to call in to talk to us. Christina P is taking a day off today in the great Tom Segura in her place. There he is. That's Thanks for right. having me. Always winning. Uh, so what we will do today is you and I will take some calls. But before we do get into it, oh, there's lots of good calls already lining up here. Before we get into it, I want to do a little recap of some videos. Okay. Because uh, you and I left some issues on the table. Can we also address, by the way, yeah. I don't know if you even remember this. Yes. But the last time I was on, we were watching some Fed Smoker videos. Yes. And in the people noted it. I, I, I saw in the comments... Um, he died. He actually died that day. Like while we were talking. While about we were talking. Him. Yeah. And then it, it was the next day um, that it came you out. You texted me. You're like, I texted oh you my God. I go, I think Fed Smoker died. Yeah. And people noted that um, in the episode, you, in a way, predicted. You were like, oh, yeah. this is definitely not good. I didn't know. And I'm not even joking here. I I didn't know, like, can meth, does meth itself kill you? It, it's more the circumstances around the meth, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you can have heart attacks from the meth. You can get horrible nutritional problems from the meth. You get your immune system doesn't work right from the meth, and you get violent from the meth and do horrible things and get yourself killed. Yeah, it happens a lot. So people and and there's there's a whole syndrome of meth overdose, so called, that's developing now, and it's not even clear what people are dying of. It's mostly cardiac stuff. I, I mean, from I don't know anything about the actual cause of death, but I know he was on the side of the road. Holding, um, clutching a meth pipe. It looked like he was actually holding a jug, an empty jug. Urine. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, empty. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it, as was his custom, it would be, it would appear that he had something coronary, you know, yeah, take place. Usually, yeah. So the methamphetamine can just give you a heart Ex attack, accelerate all that, yeah. Because he was always ah, like yeah. fire. No, that up was meth. All that the was time. all that paranoia and baby but killing. You of could baby be rapers. on the uh, on the edge of a heart attack all the time with that. It seems like. Yeah, and it, it's it, you know I'm I'm hedging my bet here about heart attack. It it's. It's toxic, right? You can get cardiomyopathies. You can get rhythm disturbances of the heart. It's not a good cardiac environment. Man, I never knew that meth yeah. was actually bad for you. Never knew that? Not really. Wow. You just thought it was bad for your teeth and that was well, it? Well, can I ask you this? Yeah. Is PCP really that bad for you? Uh, no. Uh, it's what it, the behaviors, uh, it's not good for your brain. I, what the, does it do? I, we don't, it's, it's like other hallucinogenics. I've seen people who do a lot of PCP. Like I remember a guy I was treating who was a heavy PCP user, and he could never figure out how to put his pants on. He kept putting them on backwards. That's kind of funny. It is funny. Yeah. If you're him, it's not so funny. Yeah. And then the things you'll do, you're wildly psychotic sometimes when you're on it, right? Really? I saw a guy in three-point restraints, okay? Mm -hmm. like, so he's in leather back in the day when they used to put people in leather. One hand free so he could eat. Bellowing and screaming. We heard all his, he was just constantly screaming. And uh, we'd go in and out of his room and try to calm him down and stuff. And then all of a sudden, water started coming out from the door of his room. He had taken this big metal hospital bed, shimmied it over to the sink, and pulled the sink out of the wall with one hand. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. But that's kind of stuff that goes down with See, PCP. I've been like debating which hardcore drug I want to go you for. You want to do PCP? I, wanna do, I think I want to try PCP. Yeah. You can become a superhero. Could I like, could I just do like kind of dust like my Like sprinkle weed? it in? Yeah. Just like a little bit in the joint and then be, They be call fun. it angel dust. For, yeah. They don't call it that for no reason. Right. Yeah. So are you advising me to? No, I'm not okay. advising you to. No, no. <laughs> I'm not. You want to get wet with me? No, no, I don't want any sherms. I nope. don't want any wet. No, no wet. Why do you know that? Uh, scaring me a little bit. Talking to folks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, I'm discovering that your guilty pleasure is not soccer souffle. No, it's not soccer souffle. <laughs> it's, it's angel dust. Yeah, I'm trying to get wet, dog. <laughs> sherms. Yeah, I get smoke that sherm. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I, I talked to you one time about cocaine. Yeah, we ruled that one out, didn't we? Did we? I, oh, I thought you ahead. said coke would be really bad for Bert. I did say that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm much more subdued. I think I'd you be are, fine. You are. Coke would not be quite as bad for you. Crack? Hmm? The thing about crack, though, it, it is that it, it smoking cocaine or using crack, people sometimes immediately cross a line that's not good. Okay. Right? Like, immediately they're yeah. in trouble. Snorting... I gotta tell you, it's settled. I'm gonna try PCP. I'm I'm gonna. Really? I think so. I think that's the one for me to just yeah, give a shot. I don't know about that. You know, 
I think with um, yeah. Connell Eugene Peterson having recently, that's Fed Smoker's real name. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it, it, to me, it makes me hesitant to try meth. But um, yeah, but he was using it for a long time. He Trust was. Me. He Trust was, me. He'd he been doing that for a while. Varsity level, right? He was. Yeah, he was. Dude, we found. I found videos of him actually playing in a band. He was actually before he got crazy. I, I have. I saw footage of him kind of before being too crazy, and then yeah. I fall, saw fully crazy footage of yeah. him. Yeah, like what yeah. was he doing? R screaming really loudly in a microphone. Yeah, as um, in, as a, in the as in front of the band. Yeah, yeah, and they were playing and he was like <laughs> like that <laughs> you ever heard of a ba band called caninus no it's, a dog is the lead singer oh really so he's kind of like it was like a very caninus song they were singing he also was um really i saw footage of him just being super aggro to strangers yeah well that's we saw that yeah, yeah 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 but i saw more of it more of it where yeah. he was like what's up you fucking pig so, so you went down a rabbit hole with his <laughs> oh, stuff I started watching all of it <laughs> because he was gone because he, he was gone and we didn't get to all of it oh. you know yeah it, it bummed me out man. oh yeah yeah hey listen i i knew watching his behavior that you it was, knew it you knew yeah, you've seen this shit i, I know where it goes I mean, you've it, seen you probably you see Fed Smoker, and in your mind, people that you've treated, right, pop into your head? Behave, yeah, patterns, behave, yeah. Uh, cases, you know, just boom. I just know exactly where this is going. And he, it didn't. I didn't see much hope for him because he was way gone. He didn't have anybody around him anymore yeah, to bring yeah, him back. Yeah. The cops weren't doing anything for him. He sat in front of city council psychotic, and they didn't do anything for him. This is what makes me angry about all this stuff. It's this guy could have been helped, but we don't do that. We don't help sick people in our society. We let them die of this stuff. So, okay. That's my uh, public service announcement Jesus. for the day. So, um, we have some videos to review today, too. Yes, we have some follow-ups. Um, some follow-up before we go to phone oh, calls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, okay. I can, can I set one up for you? Well, let's just say that this one you're about to set up, I believe, is the one, is a, a follow-on to now what is a legendary piece of video. It is. It's pretty big. Are we going to have a socket souffle for t-shirts? Uh, not only shirts, but also hoodies. Socket <laughs> um. <Sake> souffle. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 in the store as we do this. Uh, there's a Saka Souffle T-shirt. There's Mer Saka Souffle hoodies. Mer merch ma what is it? Uh, Merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. Okay. Um, and then there's yeah there's oh. it, this is really there... got us excited. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, so <laughs> we also when we really got into Saka Souffle mm -hmm. and Mark uh, Baldbag, um, <laughs> when we do you have the Mark one? Do you have Larry? Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Um, when when Larry did that, Mark Wahlberg. That made me feel bad. Really? See, I feel bad all the time with you guys. <laughs> this, uh, and whenever I feel bad, you launch into horrible hysteria. So I'm glad I can make you yeah, happy. That one, that one makes me so happy. So when we played those originally, uh, Christina, I got to give her credit. Gave she had the great idea to ask our listeners to do a dive and try to find other Larry flubs. Ah. And so there was a really pronounced one that um, we, we just, your listeners are the best. They're pretty fantastic. And now we get to talk to them directly. I'm so excited. I know. Excited. I can't wait. So this is a, a very recent audio find okay. of him. You'll hear it. All right. Nicole Fenstermaker, her seven year old daughter, Abby died from E. coli complications in May of this year. And Bill Marler, he's an expert on foodborne illness litigation. He's been litigating on this issue since the jack-in-the-box E. coli outbreak, E. coli, e. coli, e. coli outbreak, in, outbreak in 1993. Couldn't fucking say it at all. That's fantastic. Yeah. How he flipped it all around. And he still didn't get it right. No. Even the 10th time. E. coli, e. coli outbreak. E. coli, e. <laughs> e. coli outbreak, E. coli outbreak, E. coli outbreak. Kyla. Kylie Oprah. Kylie Oprah. Kylie Oprah. And then what's even more bizarre is his explanation for it. Uh oh. He gives a. He's covering. My tongue got caught in my teeth. I could not see what I was saying. My tongue got caught in my teeth. I could not see what I was saying. Probably true. I guess. Because all things were true. My tongue got caught in my his teeth. His tongue did get caught in his teeth, and I he could not see what he was, was saying. saying. Oh, okay. All right. I guess now that you say it, it makes more sense. Yeah. Like Although maybe there was a Kylie outbreak <laughs> prompt in front of him. And he was like, I cannot see this. And my tongue is. <laughs> it's so interesting, though, because he's he has such a commanding read most of the way. And then it just goes. You ever hear him? Kylie outbreak. Kylie outbreak. Kylie Kylie outbreak. Kylie outbreak.
And there's an Ikali Abrak. Woo! Okay. Fun. I'm trying not to go these places with you, Tom. I it's know. Hard. It's really fun, yeah, though. Yeah, you, you drag me into bad spots. But the coolest thing yeah. is that, you know, he had, you know the, the, the Mark Wahlberg that makes you feel sad? Yes. The, the audio clip yes, of him saying, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. That one, yes. <laughs> that You're one. like, is that his last breath? That one? <laughs> well, we found another person struggling to say, that name mark Wahlberg. how did mark Wahlberg, mark Wahlberg get his start oh god it's a long and boring that's story. it but isn't that great that is interesting mark Wahlberg can't say mark Wahlberg. He how said. Did mark Wahlberg. <laughs> good larry should feel better that's what i'm saying so i don't feel so bad anymore. how did mark Wahlberg? and he's mark Wahlberg. what is going on over his head there is that microphones and things yeah he's probably on set filming one of his 300 right. movies this year yeah yeah, well, I'm just wondering if it's maybe three in the morning when he's starting his workout. Maybe oh, that's why he's that's true. Marshmallow. What do you think of that, by the way? I, I mean, it's look. It's just he adjusts his whole sleep wake cycle, so he's going to bed at seven o'clock, getting up at three in the morning. I mean, but do you find like I, we may have discussed this at some point? I I found it like um, not coincidental that like three of the biggest movie stars in the world, like huge, huge stars, Mark. The Rock and Kevin Hart are all super driven, um, super successful, and really into fitness. And of course, their fitness level plays a part in their success, right? Yeah. They have to be physical guys. But well, like, The Rock, I mean, he was a WWE guy. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, but he's it's, a bodybuilder. But so. he's another level. Yeah, different man. level. Yeah. And so, but that's part of his brand. So he's, he has to maintain that. Right. Wahlberg, he sort of made it his brand. It's not really his brand, but he's sort of into that. And right. I think he's genuinely into it. He loves it. He loves he it. He loves it. Kevin Hart, did you see the, the docu-series on him? I did not. I heard I heard a it's, lot. It's a lot of the trainer going, you know, he's supposed to be here. I was supposed to be here two hours ago. Oh, really? Know? So Kevin Hart is, I think, doing it. I, I, I have noticed that people do a lot of training are generally successful. Mm -hmm. That's generally the case. So... People that are very busy find time to train. I don't know why or how, but it seems like yeah, they do a lot of that. interesting. So. And Joe Rogan is like that. Ro but Rogan again, he's into it's it. Part yeah. he's into it, but yeah. he also it's a priority. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta yeah. do it. But I'm gonna bet. I don't know. I unfortunately don't know Joe well, Joe well enough to say this, but I bet he started in his teens or early twenties. You're, de you're definitely right. Yeah, and that sort of becomes a thing. It's just part of your. I, I know like, I'm that way too. I've been that way. Yeah, since you've 15, been. Yeah, and I just I just have to do it. Do you um Do you have a usual time that you do it? I like having a usual time, but it moves around a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I find it very hard to find a same time workout thing. It, it can be hard. If, you're, if, if your schedule, when I had radio every day, it's easy to. It's much easier to structure the workout that way. But yeah. now radio is no more. And so, like Mondays, when I'm doing some of this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I can get up early and do it. So. Yeah, I did it this morning too. Yeah. But a lot of times, you're it's losing like, weight like crazy too. I'm trying to, man. I don't want to. No, you are doing well, it. Well, you know, you're like, avoiding the socket souffle. No socket souffle for me. Yeah, I know. Not, Drinking, you know, 20 beers and a handle of Jack at night, like a friend of mine. I don't want to say his name, but um, but his initials are B BK, 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 yeah. yeah. And and <laughs> and and what are we gonna do with that guy? Uh, I you just know, saw a picture of him pregnant on stage. <laughs> Is he not pregnant? He's having twins. Be respectful. I, I'm just saying. I saw a picture of him pregnant on stage. Your and wife had triplets. I, I mean, know. come on. She looked better than yeah. Bert did. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But uh, strangely, she, his breasts are about the same size. I gotta <laughs> say. Oh uh, yeah. No. She yeah. still looked a lot better. Man. Uh, oh Jesus. whoa! Oh, the, guy, the people that meet him take their shirts oh. off. Oh God, that's so disgusting. I would be so upset. He he thinks about it too. He worries about it. And about, yet he does nothing about it. He uh, knows he's off the rail. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the touring lets you lose yourself in whatever yeah, you're doing. He feels like he has to. He feels he has. But to. I had the same. Like when I was touring heavily, heavily, um, you know, you start to. It's a slow thing. You start to justify yeah. the 1 a.m. meal because right. it's, you, that's when you're free. And yeah. then you start to go like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's a slow thing. Yes, it's yes. like, oh, just give it to me. And yeah. that's what happens. You just Plus you're to, tired, burned out. It's harder to of course. have a... And you're traveling every day. That's what happens, yeah. man. Mm. Well, I don't know. That's why Rock goes with a trainer. What else you got for us? A pumpkin movie trailer. Tell so can that. I tell you this? I don't know anything about it. 
This is actually a debut for me as well. Oh, uh, Blue Band, can oh. you give us some insight on what, what's happening with this? Yeah, so uh, this is a movie trailer, you know, kind of like, remember when we got into Tiptoes? Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other one? Not Harvard Man. The one where Soul Man. Soul Man. That's it. So to set this up, though, did did somebody find this? Was this? Yeah, someone sent it in. Okay. Someone sent it in, and it's a movie from back in the day that would just not play. I think nearly as well as maybe it did back then, but I don't know how well it. When is it? How old is this? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that I need to check, but I'll I'll take a look at that in a second. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's. I guess you want to see it. Let's do it. Let's see it. Horrible. I can't tell you. Are you having mental problems? High anxiety? Manic episodes? Not exactly. I'm afraid I'm falling in love. I don't want to. Love is not such a bad thing. He's mentally retarded. Ah. Throw it. Retarded, retarded. Wow. You know, it's really fun to watch movies and footage from the past and just go, wow, what yeah. were we thinking? Look did at what, see, Animal House. Dude, did you see on Disney Plus when they launched, they have to do a thing because they have categories yes, yes. where they go, Disclaimers, some of these things yeah. are when we were racist. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, Song of the South. Oh, yeah. The, like, they're like, there's a lot of likenesses, images, depictions, voices that are super offensive. The, the, the Dumbo, the crows. Yeah, in yeah. Dumbo, it's just rid- menstru- menstrual characters. Yeah, it's, rid- it's offensive. To be not fair, but just to, uh, to explain, some of those things are like eighty years old. This yeah, is like yeah. it's uh, not even twenty. This <laughs> <laughs> is pretty recent. But I think it's it's supposed to be a little weird and tongue in cheek. Yeah, just, I it think goes so. off the rail completely in the sensibility. And two thousand two probably was like you could. I'm assuming like there wasn't a big pushback on saying retarded yet. No, no. No, that was a normal, I mean, a word that was just reflective. You could just say. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it was a, actually a medical term. We yeah. used to use it all the time. Yeah, retarded, mentally yeah. retarded. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and so, you did, Do you remember, I mean, you're not that much older than me, but like, but did, do you recall, because I've read that the medical term people said was mongoloid. Was that in your oh, time? Oh, absolutely. So you would say the guy's a mongoloid. Yeah, it was trisomy 13, yeah. Trisomy 21, rather. Yeah. And that was an acceptable thing to say. That was just what you called it. Oh. It's <laughs> just what it was. So, and then that went away fast. It's interesting how these things just change all of a sudden. It's fascinating. Yeah. Because the, it'll be something that you go, oh, a doctor just said that to me. Yeah. There was, there. I mean, there's many things in my profession that have been reprehensible. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we've done horrible things. We've thought horrible things. We've had to apologize for pathologizing things that aren't pathological. So, so I, I don't, I'm not going to defend it. Mm-hmm. Just because we used it as a medical term, you right? I mean? so, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So wait, uh, is this still going? Oh my God, there's more. Oh, oh my God. Is there anything you want to tell me about it? No. Is this person Chinese, African, or worse, Jewish? Mother. <laughs> He's in the challenge games, and I'm his mentor. He has this beautiful soul. You are my friend. Oh, what has gotten into pumpkin? And by the way, he has cerebral palsy. He you know does. what I mean? I mean, that's what is being depicted there. Oh. And people with cerebral palsy have normal cognition. Yeah. So they're weirdly conflating lots of stuff here. Well, I was going to say, he also, not to be, you know, but his his um, appearance is not one of any of those other things. <laughs> I just like that he's essentially Timmy from South Park. Yeah. That's, that's he what he is. He's Timmy. Yeah, he's kind of Timmy. And then he's... I don't know. He's expressing himself semi-normally. Yeah. His, you know, he doesn't have, his eyes are shaped. All right. So <laughs> is there another? She seems to have inspired him. Word has it. He went on quite a date yesterday. It is improper to fraternize with the recipients of our charity. You're in love with him, aren't you? No. Yes, you are. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh. It looks older it, than 2002. And the guy looks like, it's like Chris with a haircut. He looks fine, you know? Yeah, that's because it's cerebral palsy. That's the thing. That's what Chris has. Oh, that's good. Okay. You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so what, let's go to another. I can't, I can't handle this. This is too much for me. It's so uncomfortable. Go to another one. Uh, what's Roll Patrol? Yeah, yeah. Get, I also, I have not seen this. Okay. I've heard it's great. Okay. 
This was also sent in by a listener. You right? had a really. We also had to pull out the old video uh, in Animal House with when the guy's <laughs> deciding whether or not to rape the unconscious girl. What? You don't remember this in Animal no. House? He, this is this is the, the the peak of the movie. He this, he gets a girl so drunk she passes out, and he goes, "What should I do?" And there's an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. And this is, and and the and the devil is portrayed as cool and the angel as an a hole, and the devil's like, "Fuck her." It's exactly what he's saying. Really? It's exactly what he's saying. And she's passed out, unconscious, comatose. <sighs> That would not play today. <laughs> this was everything about it. You forget how, how horrible Animal House was. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. remember that. It was glorifying horrible behavior. Yes, okay. What's going on here? She's putting rolls back in. No, bro. So it's... Guy. You're, supposed to, you're supposed to use the um, the wax paper when you touch the rolls. Ah. I'm Roll Patrol, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fed Smoker too. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, just so anyone listening uh, who's not watching knows what's going on, a guy is in a grocery store. He took his bare hand and he reached into like a cubby with fresh bread rolls. Yeah, smelled one and it threw it threw back, it back in. in. And another guy's like, "Hey, bro, use the wax paper." And this I'm... guy goes, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> and he goes, "I'm Roll Patrol." <laughs> Does he have a baby raper sticker? <laughs> it sounds like it's about to come out. I, I'm hoping there's no, more clips. You're supposed to use the wax paper, and, and you're sniffing them, and then you're touching them, and you're putting them back. They smell like shit. Because people are touching them. Where does this go? I don't know, but I love confrontation building. You know. Uh, look, just do me a favor. Just pick up the ones you touched and buy them, because I don't want, I don't want, I don't know where your dick beater's been. Your dick, your dick beater. We're going. We're going to a strange place fast. Listen, cuz pick them the fuck up and put them in your bag, or I'm going to even you up. And we're talking about thirty seven. Tell you right now, too. I'm going to even you the fuck up. I'm not kidding. Pick them up with his hand, bare hand. Disgusting. My bad. Whoa. All right. All right. Now, okay. what's really interesting there? Is that the guy who was touching shit with his hands? I don't, he was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah. And then, what are you gonna do? And the guy was like, "I'm gonna even you out." And <laughs> this guy, at first, I, I I remember him. I think he said, "You're not gonna even shit up." Yeah. And then he goes, "I'm gonna fucking even you the fuck out." And he was like, "All right, my bad." <laughs> like, because they're always I don't know. Like I I've had a few you know confrontations in my life. Yeah. Where there is this thing about. There are breaking points, and there's 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 things where you kind of measure: is this worth pushing right. back on? That's right. It's we all have it, it like in our own system. No, right? look, he's he's thinking this is a thirty cent roll. I, I there's a big dude. I'm kind of a doughy guy. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna just get out of and here. And somebody's saying they're gonna guy, even you the fuck out. This could be a Fed smoker. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude. There's no telling what they're. I up wish to. we could see what he looks like. <laughs> oh. Woo! Finally, mayo and hair. Oh, this is, you're going to fucking, <laughs> this, I know what this is. Is it feathering? Give him the full, full treatment. A, oh my God. Oh my God. In a few days, I'm getting ready to get on a plane and go meet Rose, the love of my life, for the very first time. I'm super excited because I also bought a ring and I plan to ask Rose to marry me. Oh! Uh, <gasps> oh! Good, right? Keep going. Since I met Rose, I I want to look young for her. So I have been dyeing my hair, and it irritates my scalp. So I found out that mayonnaise makes it smoother and less dry. I want to say that this is the most troubled I've ever seen you. It, it, I feel like throwing up. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Not to throw up. Yeah, I threw up earlier I, when I saw I, it. I, yeah, I'm not saying I'm troubled so much as I'm nauseated. Just, yeah. Ugh. I'm not covering my eyes. You notice? I'm just covering yeah. my mouth. Yeah, See, yeah, It's yeah. a little different. That's true. I'm self-conscious of my physical appearance because Rose is 31 years younger than me. Oh, what's the matter with him? What's his thing? What's the, I what, that's a smell like an egg salad sandwich, but it really, really works. I just want to look young for Rose. 
what is his 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 condition? Do we know? And what's he doing with? I'm um, sorry, now? his condition. He's got some sort of medical problem. He lifts weights, bro. No, bro. <laughs> He's got other problems. <laughs> He's got, no, bro. <laughs> They're, they're, they're s- called shrugs, dude. I don't know if you ever hit them, but no, they make your no. traps big. Is that what he's claiming? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, when it's a if it's a it's that kind of a web neck, and that's kind of a thing. It's this, a, this could look right here. Yeah, it's gonna have some medical conditions associated with that. It's fucking baller syndrome is what he's got. <laughs> it's it's cool guy syndrome. Yeah, yeah, he does seem. What's he doing with the? Was that wine he's mixing with the? Mayonnaise now. So I thought he was dyeing his hair with what's what's in the glass. You know. Yeah. And. Christina was like, oh, no, I think he's drinking a glass of wine on the side. I was like, no, I think he's putting that in his hair. And then he's putting the mayonnaise after And it. we never get that result? We don't get that detail. No, that'd be important. Better write TLC, see what's going on. Hmm. What's the name of this show? This is 90 Day Fiance. Okay, okay. Right, so that's right. why he's meeting the love of his yes, life soon. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she's 31 years younger than him. Uh, let's take some calls, shall we? All right. I need a little ca- palate cleanser. Uh, that was the palate cleanser. You did a good job. I thank you for that. Uh, uh, all right, we got a bunch of stuff going on here. Uh, let's. This is an interesting one. I'm not quite sure what to do with this. It is Gray. Hi, Gray. Hey, Drew. Hey, hey. Dom. Hey, what's up, man? What's going I on? Got, hey, what's up? Well. About eight months ago, we've been we went to a therapist, my wife and I, mm-hmm. because I believe my mom has narcissistic personality disorder. Uh-oh. Um, he suggested going no contact permanently, and we did that. And I just wanted to know if you've ever had any patients come to you for that, or <clears throat> just basically what I just want to know your uh, your opinion on uh having a narcissistic being the product of a narcissistic parent is one of the more common things these days narcissism is rampant uh is a good book on how to deal with the narcissist in your life it's called why is it always about you uh in terms of having no contact i okay. i i kind of i i typically don't give that kind of advice unless there's real serious abuse that is recurrent uh and there's no uh, ability to change that person even then Sometimes people will elect to stay in that person's life, but the how they approach the narcissist has to be kind of coached up a bit. So, do you have any narcissists around? Um, yeah, I definitely have some narcissists in the family. You know what's a fun thing to do is you um, you get a bunch of photos of that person, yeah, and you blow them up and you put them all over their house, and you go, "I got you something I think you'll really like." And then you let them kind of that bask does it in their own that yeah, likes yeah. it in their own image. Yeah, I think I think it's a fun thing to do. Has your mom forgiven you for the fart videos? Uh, not entirely. Mm-hmm. And um, we have new songs that we had uh, made this week around the video. Yeah, oh, um, she must love. Well, that. somebody made a, a a new song. And sure, it was remixed a bunch. And then, um, yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's super passive aggressive. My mom. That that's her. The farting is her. No, no, like separate from the fart. I'm saying, I see. like she'll do. Yeah, but she brings you such joy with that. How she does, you can forgive her a lot. I can forgive her a lot, but it's just funny how she texted me. She was like, "Uh oh." She was like, she asked me a question and then asked another question, and I didn't answer for four hours. Uh-oh. She was like, "Never mind, I don't want to bother you. I know oh, you're very important." That's, that's that that kind of stuff. aggressive stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's. <laughs> and then she was like, "I guess we'll just forget about." It. I'm like, "Cause fucking three hours went by." <laughs> That, that's how she operates. Perfect. Yeah. Alex, what's going on? What's up, guys? Hey, what man. up, dog? Hey, man. Hey, Tom. I saw your show in uh, Louisville last year. Oh, thanks for coming, man. You opened it up nicely by calling it historically racist. I'm not from there, so it's oh. hilarious. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Really good to rub it in my friend's face. Um, so I got the same problem that uh, Josh Potter has, where it's hard for me to uh, finish sometimes. So is it delayed, um, or is it like Josh, where it's like really difficult, impossible? It's it's happened before, but it like it, it seemed like it got easier, and then now it's just it's getting harder. Can I ask you like a question, I, real quick? Can I ask you a question? Um, is, uh, are you right now in a monogamous relationship or are you just like with, you know, just about slam pieces? I'm uh, in a relationship. 
you are in a relationship and how long have you been with them this person uh it'll be a year in june okay and and it's I a, actually met her at the show oh wow oh at, a, at your show mm. crazy and so the question is can you work with her to try to work this out is she kind of are you guys comfortable enough that you can kind of work together as a couple to solve this problem yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. And it's more than I, just talking I'm about sure it, though. It's, it's like coming up with strategies. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, working together. Some A lot of guys will have to masturbate to the point where they're almost there, and then their partner gets involved right at the end. Have you ever tried anything like that? Yeah. Yep, we've been trying that. We do that, yeah. And? Often that works pretty good. Okay. Oh. So, but, uh, I mean, yeah, Finish it, but when you were when you were early finish, you know. when you were early on with her like when you guys were starting out was it any different then because you said it's kind of changed yeah it started out we went like you know three months or something of doing it and i could never finish and then like one night just randomly i was able to finish and oh it worked a few more times after that and then it wouldn't for a while, and then is she open to you being like a? Is she open to you being like a real, like savage? You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you were like the she only. Is. Oh, dude! Then, yeah, I think you have like a great option yeah, here. I, yeah, I think you should be sort of uh, joyous and free as it pertains to this because yeah, you've solved the problem. You... I think your imagination needs to run wild. Well, he, he has his biology, like Josh's, it works against him and they're kind of figuring it out together. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's just his biology and it's the way it goes. I mean, you know, you get, you get the hand you're dealt with. Yeah. Right? I mean, fuck. I, now I think about it and it's like, I think that's, that's a rough one. In a the way. delay. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. A lot of guys think, oh, that'd be great. That'd be King Kong. Mm, mm -hmm. It's not. And plus the women always blame themselves if you're not able to have an orgasm like that you. part's fun <laughs> but <laughs> it's because i'm not attractive enough right you don't really into me blah 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 blah, blah. and they can't you can't I they can't be convinced out of it wish that i'd had that my whole life just a bunch of like am i not hot <laughs> instead i had a fucking bunch of threes thinking they were hot because <laughs> things went kind of fast oh yeah yeah that's yeah, make people feel good that's nice tom that's your job uh chandler what's happening there Hi, Dr. Drew and Tom. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. What's happening with you? How are you? Um, I'm good. Um, I've been such a long-time listener, and thank you, Dr. Drew, for everything you do for the sober, sober community and for sexual health. It's You're just incredible. Thanks, but, so I've been listening for a really long time, and you've always talked about how um, a childlike voice in a woman could be an possible indicator of childhood sexual abuse and right if you if you close if your eyes any equivalent in a man right if you close your eyes and listen to somebody talk and you and you pick it's easier to pick up in a woman and you hear the voice and it sounds like a six-year-old mm -hmm. like you close your eyes like that's a grown woman it sounds like a yeah no child. that that usually is associated with a developmental arrest caused by some sort of often sexual trauma and uh, there is there is in male a similar thing, but because the male voice changes so much in puberty, it doesn't have the same quite childlike properties. But if you talk to men who mm -hmm. have been sexually abused during their childhood years, you will see sort of, if you really pay attention, you'll see sort of, I think, what are kind of childlike qualities in their, in their vocal production. Is there a reason that that actually, you know, biologically or I, Some sort of developmental occurs? arrest, and I don't, no one's ever really studied it. It's just, it's just been... It's absolutely been characteristic in my experience. You know, wow. it's just routine. And it has something to do, you know, we do know that pieces of the self get left behind and sort of locked off when mm -hmm. there's that kind of bad abuse. So for whatever reason, this vocal prosody gets stuck in there with it. Interesting. It's part of how our brains develop. Does that help you, Chandler, or that answer your question? Absolutely. And I, and it's I, been so fast. It's yeah, fascinating. Are, I definitely noticed the same thing. Yeah. You're not, you don't have that. Uh, are you, are you noticing it in there? I around, don't. Yeah. Um, are you noticing it in and around the recovering community or something? Um, well, I definitely have noticed it in the recovery community. Um, but also, um, just when I've come into contact with people in general. Right. right. Um, yeah. For instance, I definitely, yeah. And for instance, you know, and it, it was something that was sort of glorified by, for instance, Marilyn Monroe. She oh, yeah. definitely had that kind of. Hey. Exactly. And then there was sort of in Betty Boop and stuff. Like that. It was mm. sort of normalized in the culture a little bit because yeah. some of these were these icons of the time. 
it's not okay. It's not good. Yeah, it's not. It's not a normal voice to hear. No, it's not. Can I ask help. you a question? Yeah. So we kind of alluded to this uh, earlier. We were talking about. Um, I was on Instagram and I saw that the greatest star of adult entertainment, Rocco Sofredi. Yes. Um, the Italian Stallion, the original, the real deal. Yes. Um, There's a documentary out on Netflix. Yeah. I think, about I think him, it's yeah. called Rocco. It might um, be, is it Amazon or Netflix? Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Um, so he posted a photo, and I immediately recognized the man in the photo with him because in that documentary, um, he's traveling everywhere, shooting his scenes and movies with this man as the guy behind the camera. Oh, right. Right yes, there. Yes, yes, that and, guy. Um, yeah, yeah. And you go, that. oh, yeah, that's that guy. And it says, uh, today is like one of the saddest days since the death of my mother, March 15th, 1991. It's Italian. Yeah. You're reading the Italian? Yeah. You read, do you speak Spanish and Italian? No, but you can kind of pick up on okay. it. Okay, all right. So he's saying that, um, that, that this guy has passed away. It's the saddest day since his mother died, yeah. which made me think of the documentary. Is that his mother next? Is that... That's his cousin. But that's, the woman, is that a woman next to No, that's the guy. It's oh, just a, guy. it's okay, poorly yeah. lit. You can't, yeah, okay, it's, not, it. it's not a well-lit photo. Got it, yes. So I think he probably just pulled up the most recent photo he got had it, with got that it. guy. So that guy's his cousin. Yes. And that guy filmed and produced and, you know, helped make a bunch of... All his scenes, so-called. Scenes. Yes. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's heavily in, and they get in a big fight during the documentary. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But then the mention of his, the death of his mother dying in, made me remember also from the documentary. He says something one of the extraordinary. Most extraordinary and outrageous things that I have heard, which is that in the documentary, he mentions that how he was so deeply affected by the death of his mother. And one of the things he did in that immediately after the, I think it was maybe the day of the funeral or something. Yeah. He went to his mother's best friend's house to visit her. An older woman. An older woman. Like 70s, 80s? Yeah. It, it impl I think it implied that she was at least 70. Yes. And he said, I don't know, something overcame me. I was immediately erect and I put my, I pulled down my pants, put my penis in her mouth and ejaculated immediately. <laughs> then I was overwhelmed with more emotion and, and shame, and I just left. And I was like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> my question is, like, that sounds cool. Is that something that a lot of people do? Perfectly normal, perfectly natural. Um, is, you didn't do that? I haven't done it yet. No? Nope. Huh. What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. I guess my mom's still kicking. That's probably. Oh, yeah, your friends are still around. I know. It's weird. Um, I mean, is he so deeply his, traumatized on his, some level? Yes, his sexual behavior and addictions are so profound that it's consuming all of his everything. Yeah. To the point where he can't even manage a feeling or a relationship without injecting that literally in the middle of it. It's so. It's, it actually, I, I actually felt watching that documentary. Yeah. That it is such a fascinating dive. Study, yeah. Yes, into somebody yeah. who has a just such a pronounced, deeply dis disturbed sexual pathology energy, or energy. Let's call it energy. I mean, he, he. You know, you see him throughout because he's married. He has two sons yeah. and, and he's going back and forth between like you see that like he he does seem to like adore his sons and his and he's like you know this and that and then he would comment on his poor and feel sad he he looked very sad a couple times he cries in the documentary and he goes there's the devil he kept saying the devil is inside of me yeah like making me do this yeah and um i don't and, know i've never i've never seen anybody and i i remember thinking to myself that probably was some really he didn't even talk about it, i think some early childhood sexual trauma he I think he loosely talking about it. and that, and that can really charge people up. They they just develop this uncontrolled energy and it's overlapping with everything else in his life. I think he said he was jerking off one time as a kid yeah. on the balcony and that his mom saw him and winked at him like she was Ugh. like, "Oh, you're you're there now. You're you're at that age now." He said something like that. That's that's not enough. That's not, something earlier happened. Now he had something more yeah, traumatic and really intense. But that like making grief and or processing grief and going there is because things aren't aligned properly. Right. right? They're all overlapped and everything is focused through sexuality and the, and then the energy of it is so excessive. 
Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what happens when kids are sexualized. It just it just shatters their ability to regulate. Yeah. And so on it goes. And that sexual addiction comes out of those sorts of experiences oftentimes. He's the best man. He's a cool dude. I love that guy. Uh, this is Mike. Mike, what's going on? Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, Tom. I've got hey, a Mike. question for you. Um, my girlfriend's great. She's got you know big sloppers. She milks me anytime I want. Uh, she's great. I'm thinking about taking to the next step, uh, marriage, right? But, you know, going over the relationship, I'm thinking, okay, is everything here? Now, one of the things that's a problem is, like, her emotional maturity uh, is lacking. Um, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? She's also very insecure. Well, it, she gets uh, almost to very doom and gloom um, and very um, – it, it, it's all from the insecurity. Now, now hold on. You're, you're uh, making all kinds of pronouncements. Wait, wait a second. You're – you're you're saying that her depression and her catastrophizing is from her insecurity? No. Okay. Right? Now, obviously the thing I want to recommend is this therapy, you're right? But how do it I even bring that up she and tell her that these are things that I, I witness as an issue? Tell her you've noticed that she seems negative or sad all the time and you're wondering if that's an issue for her and if she ever thought about getting medical yeah. help with that. And I, and I would start with, if, if she's chronically depressed, which is kind of what you're describing, I would start with a psychiatrist and then get a referral to a therapist. Okay. But is it, I mean, is it possible that, okay. you know, that she's not so depressed, but more like sees the negative in any situation? So it's more like yes. perspective? It's, it's, not... it's all kinds of possibilities, but he, she needs a proper evaluation to find that out. Right, right. right. And I also think that in any, like I've found, Absolutely. it's always been a struggle, right? to like for not for everybody but like you know when you are thinking something like i want to bring up um hey you should go see a therapist in your mind the anxiety of bringing that up sometimes can feel like i don't i don't know if it's, someone's going to be receptive to this yes that is much worse than the act usually than bringing it oh, up of course and of then course. you bring it up and someone's receptive and, to and it there, yeah. and there's a way to bring it up to you just you you think of the you word go, you seem fucking stupid <laughs> I start with I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering if you're feeling calm. I'm oh, wondering yeah. if you ever thought about getting help for this. I'm wondering if this is really troubling you. I'm wondering if this is affecting your functioning. How is that for you? And and get them to arrive at the point themselves where they're saying, "Yeah, thank you. I, I okay. have been thinking about getting help for this." Insecurity is a word that doesn't really mean much of anything for me. Really? I, what does that mean? I don't do know. you feel like you're low self-esteem? Does it mean? You're just negative because you're depressed. Does it mean you're anxious because you don't feel worthy of the relationship and maybe the lack of worthiness? You know, people that are depressed feel unworthy all the time. So it, 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 somebody needs to properly evaluate what's going on with her. You're just noticing the negativity and it sounds like she's kind of suffering with it. So why not get some help? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to find a way to approach that. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if you never noticed how how that your yeah. thinking is. I'm wondering if you, you know, something like cognitive behavioral therapy, if it's really yeah. just negative thinking, can be very, very and helpful. And then this kind of thing. if she's not receptive to it, you can just break up with her on the spot. And then see how our mood is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, Tom. Thank you. Uh, Alex, what's going on? How are you, Drew? How hey. are you, uh, Tom? Good. Uh, how you doing, man? Good, good. Um, my jeans are high and tight. So, um, nice. Drew, I, um, I've been having a major issue with um, acid reflux okay. for the past couple of years. Mm. Like, really bad. And uh, right now I'm on a current medication called uh, um, STV-Rabuprazole. And I've taken that every day. A, a meprazole? Couple of years. Hang on a second. A meprazole? It, it's uh it starts with an R, Rabber, uh, Rab, oh, okay. R A B E. Got it. Okay, and yeah, and it uh, it helps temporarily, but I still get a lot of acid reflux even in the side. And if I don't take that, it's really bad. And, and, and what got, it, like, describe uh, to me? Where they've uh, they've checked, and they've gone down and looked in your stomach, and what did they find? Nothing. I've taken blood tests, everything. All At right. this point, I don't even know what I can take anymore. And when you say you and have... I, I've looked up the side effects of this medication, yeah. and it's like I've been taking it for a couple of years now, and I don't think it's beneficial for me to take it. Because it's yeah, it's, it's not something you want to be on long term if you can avoid it. But uh, I'm I'm a little. Uh, what do you call it? What are the symptoms that you're calling acid reflux? And maybe they look down there, and you don't have acid reflux. Then whatever this is, is not acid reflux, right? 
So what could, because it feels like heartburn and acid reflux. Now, given I've been a heavy drinker since a young age, smoked weed since I've been 14. Well, I mean, that's, a lot of, dude, you got to keep doing that. I mean, <laughs> listen, Tom, between you and Bert, like I'm half you, half Bert. I'm you when it comes to talking to people. I'm Bert when it comes to partying. So like, <laughs> <laughs> well, have you thought about just drinking like lie. a... Drink like a liter of Coca-Cola a day because I think that'll probably even you out in no, the belly. No. Yeah. No, uh, you know what's funny? I'm doing intermittent fasting right now, and I actually don't drink a lot. I'm cutting out sugar and all that type of stuff. How's that? So I'm sticking to like water. But how's but that working past, for your your the past re- couple of weeks? I've actually drank almost every day. But <laughs> how? Wait, how is abstaining from the sugar affecting this like so-called reflux? I don't know, but just, well, I'm just saying, like, it's not like. I'm going crazy when it comes to my diet. Like I'm trying to be good when it comes to my diet. Right. But yeah. like the only thing I can, like I drink a lot of alcohol, but even when I was like, I did sober October with you guys. Oh, good. I, um, I even like, even after sober October, I was really like maybe once a week, maybe even not. I was, okay. how and much, I was still getting really bad. How much do you drink on a daily so basis now? How much do you drink now? Okay. Right now, yeah. I've drank every day for the past couple of weeks. But like, I've, how, I've been on a little bit of a bender. How much do you that. drink when you drink? But every normally, day. I can, I'll when I do drink. Oh, okay. So uh, I'll grab a seven fifty and I'll try to finish that seven fifty, and I'll be close to finishing it on a, one night. Do you ever try yeah. antacids like Gaviscon, so pint, Gaviscon, Mylanta, Maalox, any of those antacids? Do you try that? No, I'm going Canada. We have Zantac. That's like no, no. I I'm guarantee you, you have antacids as well. I, I, you might want to try that to begin with. Uh, like Gaviscon would be the one to, to give a shot to a couple times a day. And if that relieves your symptoms, it kind of tells you it's the alcohol. Kind of will tell you that because the the proton pump but inhibitor. But even when I when I did sober October, it didn't make a difference though, because I had quit weed and everything. Mm-hmm. alcohol everything and then i uh so he was totally took my sober a little bit after when the month was there yeah and you know you can get uh, other i used to get things that i thought was after reflux when i wasn't sleeping enough I, and it probably was esophageal spasming something like that so it, whatever it is your esophagus doesn't like what you're putting through it and things like coffee spice carbonated beverages alcohol all that really works against what you're trying to get improved here mm-hmm. the proton pump inhibitors are, are hard okay. to get it to resolve when you're doing all those things and the only thing you can really do is add antacids to it and that would be gaviscon if you're if the behavior change is not going to not going to uh, be sustained but it, it what's you know they look down they don't see anything so it means he doesn't really have acid reflux so he's having some other sort of esophageal symptom probably related to the alcohol might be trying to try opiates and like give alcohol a break Poor alcohol was a poor Alex was on hold for two hours to ask us that question. That he was mm-hmm. fuck. Do you want to talk to him? Say, tell him congratulate him for for uh, getting our uh, the award for the most diligent lis- listener and yeah, caller. congrats, Jesus, man. Alex. Thank you for waiting so long, even <laughs> though there's not much I can do to help. Well, I mean, at least I got to tell Tom he's the water camp. You did, thanks, and brother. I hope that I get to see him in Toronto this year. Thanks, man. I hope you feel better, <laughs> and I, I hope- want you to keep feathering. I keep feathering it. I hope you. I hope you feel better soon, man. All right, and someone also well, for almost as long as Kristen. Yeah, Kristen, what's going on? Kristen. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Hi, Kristen. Sorry for the delay. Hey, no worries. Wanted to talk to you guys about what Christina brought up a couple weeks ago on the brain holes. Brain holes. So there is. Yeah. When you drink too much and you're on um, antidepressants, Mm -hmm. there's apparently an effect that Christina was OCDing on, which I do too. And there is a doctor in um, San Diego called Dr. Daniel Amen. Daniel Amen. Hang on a second. Slow down. Slow down, Kristen. Daniel Amen is in Newport Beach. He's a friend of mine, and he's looking at blood supply. And there are regions of the brain that can have less blood supply that show up on a PET scan as dark or dark mm-hmm. or light regions. That's not holes in the brain. That is not holes in the brain, okay? It's 
not structural. It, that's it not a structure. Like it, it's though, not even. Right? On the, on these the are not even structural images he's doing. These are blood flow images. Okay. Got it? Yep. Okay. But that's where um, Tom's lovely wife probably has seen the same things as I have, and I'm obsessed with it. Which is what? Because I, uh, I'm a little tick-tarted, and so oh. anyway, oh. Um, to, to, <laughs> to look at those images and... And when you look at what comes up on Google and whatever, if you just search on brain imaging and drug, antidepressant use, Mm -hmm. uh, alcohol use, that's what comes up. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't know what you're looking at. Relax. But, but Kristen, are you trying to say that like, ever since you heard that you've been obsessed with the images and, and like it, it like scares you to drink or something? It, uh, well, no, I'm like you guys. It's like when Christina said that and and Dr. Drew uh, said, oh, yeah, there's no holes in the brain. That's not possible. Uh-huh. It, you have to, like, dispel that myth with the audience. Is, okay. okay. Is it real? Is it not? Is it blood flow? I don't know. I'm looking at the images that come up. Yes, it's blood flow. I'm looking at the images that uh, I just looked up alcohol and antidepressants and nothing like that comes up. But Kristen, uh, Kristen, look at, um, brain. are you, are yes, you, sir. you're saying, are you like kind of obsessed with those images since hearing about it? Is that what you're saying? I'm just trying to understand, like, or are you saying like you, you're, you don't want to partake in any of those things now because you you think that's going to happen to your brain? Oh no, I'm sure it is happening with my brain is like, I, so what I'm prefacing this with is like, I would challenge myself and Ari and Bert to like go to Dr. Daniel Amen uh-huh. if Dr. Drew consents uh-huh. that my sister went to him uh, about 10 years ago and was diagnosed with severe, severe mental stuff. Uh-huh. Right. So Dr. Drew, is, is that a clinic that if somebody's addicted to drugs and or alcohol and or whatever are those brain scans actually relevant why would I, i've done that for patients when i'm having trouble convincing them of what's going on okay with them. so would brain would bert's brain scan look different yeah it'll it'll there'll be some stuff going on really but it may not be that impressive i mean i know it's not if you remember i took i took heidi fleiss mindy mccready dennis rodman i took them all down there and had brain scans with amen because I knew there was stuff going on in addition to their alcoholism and addiction. And Rodman, for instance, had all kinds of alcohol damage, and he said he just blew it off. And so, you know, showing alcoholic addicts their brains doesn't do very much. Uh, it really compared it was, to a normal brain. Compared to a normal brain. And it, it, listen, if they have alcoholism and addiction, that needs to be treated, period. Hmm. Okay? So, but but that technology is relevant, and it's something that pet scans, pet scans have been around. Pet scans have been around. These are pet scans he does. They've been around for decades, and he does an excellent job at interpreting them, an excellent job, and they can be helpful diagnostically mm -hmm. and his scans and with selecting the right medication for what's going on with you. Do the do the pet scans play any role in? an addiction sobriety person like i mean obviously i understand that like somebody is a drug addict and they and you go like you need to be in na yeah, or something right. but does it maybe it doesn't affect them in the, in that it you know it might not jump someone like that jump start them into going into sobriety right but does it help ver- verify anything like when they look at those or well no? at, like uh, mindy responded positively to it because she had some previous head trauma and she was like oh yeah and she had a seizure disorder and so she was able to look at those regions and go well, that's where that was going on dennis had a bunch of stuff going on so he, you saw he, in the pet scan that his brain definitely looked different oh yeah we know we were diagnostically looking at it and, yeah. and explained it to him and he was like no i have none of it heidi same thing there was some stuff going on and she was like yeah nah, whatever it's all bullshit and that was that and would a hardcore drug addict have a a wildly different pet scan not necessarily no no i mean the alcoholics can have the the that's where you see really? the more damage yeah because mm-hmm. alcohol is damaging to the brain you know you see it and really what you see with say like stimulant users is you see parts of the brain shut down 
And you can explain to them that, hey, your impulse control problem, there is that. And there's medications we can use to raise those areas of the brain. Frontal lobe? Frontal lobe stuff. That's that kind uh, of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom. Uh, Woo. Jillian. Hi, Jillian. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Um, so I am a graduate student. I'm studying clinical mental health counseling and substance abuse counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started my internship. I've at an inpatient residential facility. And I've noticed that it seems like a lot of my coworkers, my supervisors, they're sort of jaded mm-hmm. uh, with mm-hmm. the potential of the residents once they leave. Um, and I recognize that relapse is often a part of recovery, but I'm just at a point in, in this beginning of my journey into the field. Um, should I just kind of aim to let go of the optimism for them? No, no, I think, I think you've got people that are kind of, you've got kind of burned out group there. It sounds like, but I, what I would say is you need to see these people hopefully need to see, and you yourself need to see some, some spontaneous recoveries that surprise you. I mean, I've seen people that I did, I've kicked people out of treatment. They were so bad. And they come back three or four years later and shake my hand and they're sober and they're, you know, thank me for doing that at the time. Wow. And, and you just, you don't need to see too many of those before you start to realize anybody can get well and that you don't know when you're treating them, who's going to be the one that's really going to respond or which treatment's going to be the treatment that's going to be right. the one that does the trick. So I, I kept a very steady hand and I always have hope for everybody. And it's the ones that, that 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 it's the inspiration you see from the miracles of recovery that'll keep you going. So you need to see more successes, and and, and you don't have to see a lot of them because they'll come out of the blue, and you'll be like, wow, it's such it's just an extraordinary thing to see people get well. Do you have when you say different treatments? Do you approach different patients differently for their recovery? Yes, yes, yes. And how so? I, I mean, you're the, the each. I mean, at the beginning, you're detoxing them and yeah. you're getting them enrolled in the program and getting them to open up about things. And then you start to look at, well, what are their mood disturbances? What are trauma issues? Would CBT be helpful? And you start to sort of push them into different tracks depending on what's good for them. But always they're with their alumni, they're with their self-help, their, their community 12-step organizations, and they're focusing on treatment really all the time for but a while. They all, all of them need that talk group therapy. Yes, though, right? they need a, a group is in a, some of them refuse it mm-hmm. and that's fine. You do the best you can, but group is a very important piece of recovery from yeah. a, addiction. Jillian, does that fit? Yeah. And I guess just for me personally, I guess I, I'm finding that like, it's not like a disappointment or anger toward them for relapsing and reentering treatment. Of no. course, I'd rather them do that than yes. feel shame that prevents them from seeking help. But look at the work. I guess for myself, look at the just, work. How do I deal with the sadness that accompanies? Mm, well, it? if you're getting sad, that's not good. Uh, th- then you've got a codependency right. issue, right? <laughs> and so you might want to look at that and get some therapy. Yeah. Therapy was very important for me in terms of be- being able to be effective to this population. Oh, that's interesting. Very important. And, and sure. Because I would be too rescue I'd now, be sad like her. Is and- she feeling sadness for the patients or sadness at the environment with the other counselors? W- what happens is you get your own sadness mobilized, but you think you're sad because of the patient's suffering but it's really your own stuff that gets mobilized. Uh, and you have difficulty, I can tell you as somebody mm-hmm. who did this, you have difficulty separating your own stuff that's mobilized from the patients from the, the patient's stuff. You know? Interesting. And that boundary is a very difficult boundary to maintain. You have to have a lot of therapy to, to really sort it out, tease it out. But uh, you know, look, I look at the work of John Kelly, the director of addiction medicine at Harvard University, and you will see that it takes about five years, okay. or eight, actually I think it's eight years and five treatments to get a year of sobriety. So, Fuck. yeah, that's on average. Yeah. So you just look at that data and keep fighting the good fight. That's all. It's all right. You're a good yeah, one, I, Jillian. I started Naranon, so good. <laughs> I'm Excellent. hoping that I can kind of glean some stuff from that. But thank you very much. All right. Good luck, Jillian. Thank you so much. Tom, it's been a real deal here with the calls. It's been a pleasure this to have you This is awesome. This, this is, is awesome. A, it's a game changer. It's man. a game changer. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Christine and I did, have done a couple shows and we love it. And uh, thank you to the callers. I, it's, the only thing that I regret or dislike about having callers is oh. I can never get to everybody. And I apologize for people on hold. I but we will, we will do this again. Again, follow YMH Blue Band on Twitter. And he will tweet out to you when it's time to do this again. And we will we'll get to you guys eventually. We'll get to everybody. Sounds and good. And we are, we are, it's a privilege to take your calls. 
the your the YMH world was always great with the voice messages. Yeah, but now, so, so I knew this would be good. Just I knew being this able to talk good. back and forth, and it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Soccer souffle, soccer souffle, and uh, you know, drink more, smoke more, take pills, and have fun out there. You know, that's how you beat acid reflux. That's what I wanted to close with. Well, thank you for that, Tom, and we'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.